Welcome to the Taking It Outside podcast from Spring Hill Outfitters, the show that connects you with the outdoors, with experts on guns, archery, cooking, outdoor gear, and more. Here's your host, Trent Lassiter. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Taking It Outside, usually inside Spring Hill Outfitters, but tonight we are inside Green Wing Hunt Camp, which y'all have seen before. We're happy to be back here. Duck season is back in. We've been out for about three weeks now. But we're back. Christmas is uh, now behind us. Christmas is gone. This is pre-recorded, so I hope y'all had a good Christmas. But we are down here. It's duck season, and we've got some very special guests who came to Green Wing Hunt Camp. And we have special guests that come to Green Wing Hunt Camp. We bring the podcast stuff, and we record a podcast, and that's what we're doing tonight. So thank y'all for tuning in. As always, find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Make sure you rate, review, share with all your friends. Uh, YouTube, taking it outside. Facebook, Instagram. Look for Spring Hill Outfitters. TikTok, you find us on TikTok. And uh, all those kind of good places. So, uh, last, The last few episodes have been really good. If you haven't tuned in, last week we talked to uh, Josh Phillips, who's a North Carolina native who now resides in Nashville, Tennessee, and is living a big life out in Nashville. Josh played the farm, one of our first farm fests way back when, and North Carolina boy who's gone out to Nashville and made it big now. Uh, before that, we had Michael Letchworth. We had his son, Larkin Letchworth, on another episode. And uh, so check those out. It's been a great season. Season three, we're winding down. Duck season's winding down here soon, and season's winding down. And But we've got a few good weeks left in us, and we're going to use one of them tonight. So uh, thank you all for being here. We're going to jump right into it because we've been killing some ducks and some swans today, and we're going to talk all about it with these fine gentlemen who are from outside of North Carolina. They flew and they drove just to be on this podcast episode. The duck hunting and the swan hunting was just a bonus. They really came to just be on this podcast. So uh, thank you all for taking such so much of your time out of your busy schedules to come be on the podcast all the way from Florida. Both of y'all live in Florida, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we'll start, I guess, to my right, work our way around the table. Uh, I'll let them kind of introduce yourself. Start with Mr. Uh, Lewis here. So first and foremost, thanks for having us, man. Been, yeah. Been a freaking awesome day. It's been so cool. Uh, this one made the memory bank, that's for sure. So really epic, epic hunt this morning. But uh, my name's Lewis Clanton. I'm the president of Exothermic Technologies. Um, we build the uh, really, really, really cool long range torch uh, pulse fire. Under barrel, cool, cool stuff. Uh, y'all carry them in the store. Do yeah, good. the Facebook, y'all seen the Facebook video, which like went, uh, I guess, I don't know what you call it, what determines viral or not, but that was like our first, I would, case, I would say successful, not viral, but successful YouTube video was uh, a last minute decision to just play around when those things came into store. So we got out and put one on the bottom of my personal AR and <laughs> went out there and decided to shoot it beside the house and a buddy of mine who is Joel, who we always thank at the beginning of the episode, and I didn't do that while I go, but thanks to Joel for not only what he does with taking it outside, but also for that video. But we decided to go out and shoot some pallets, and, and uh, that video took off on YouTube and social media. We're still using it today. That yeah. is one of the hottest videos. I don't know how many views or hits it had. It had millions, it yeah, was, millions of views. It was pretty cool. So that uh, that was the actual introduction to the UBF, which stands for Under Barrel Flamethrower, or uh, – 
our original long range torch was the first thing that we had out and then we uh, came up with the UBF. It's still a standalone handheld flamethrower, um, but it has the ability to connect to an AR type or whatever Picatinny underneath a firearm and be able to do both, you know, so it's kind of cool. It's, I think it looks better on the SCAR personally. Myself. The SCAR? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we tested. So when yeah. we first, uh, my business partner and I, um, Don Pattenaud, we, um, we started out and I bought a SCAR because we weren't sure that the um, internals were going to hold up, and they say the scar like kicks a lot. So we bought a thousand rounds of the scar. We took it out, and we just twenty shots shoot the flame. Twenty shots shoot, and it, it it just nailed it. It was so cool. But the scar is a way cool weapon to see that on. Yeah, I want to talk more about the flamethrowers in just a minute. I do want to introduce to other guests uh, from Florida himself, who uh, decided to uh, fly instead of drive. Yeah, that's right. Correct. Absolutely. The rest of these guys yeah. decided to drive all the I way wish up. I was Not much of a driver. <laughs> My name is Mike Caruso. I uh, own Delray Shooting Center. We're a uh, high-end firearms and gun range store located in South Florida, Delray not, Beach, Florida. Not only gun range, I mean, not only a gun store, but I heard him in here last night. We were in here. I was minding my own business, but he was talking about trading some swords or something. He was on the phone <laughs> with some broker. Uh, he had a broker that was looking at some auction, trying to buy some kind of like pearl handle. Uh, that was ivory. Jamba Jatsi. Ivory, ivory. Ivory yeah. handle sword. Uh, so they sell all kinds of stuff down there. Yep. Retailer kind of like us. Not as, I know you came by the store, but uh, mostly guns. Yeah, you guys, I would say, are more uh, hunting oriented than we are, yeah. you know, in this part of the country, obviously, that's, you know, you're a, a, a large attractor. And we're more of a home defense, yeah. tactical, you know, shooting sports. So... We sell like more clay guns than we do hunting shotguns, right. and we sell a lot of, you know, higher end AR-15s and silencers, and you know, we sell a, few, a fair bit of bolt actions for hunting and stuff like that. But our, our main driver is not the is not oriented towards hunting. Y'all are like an hour north of Miami. You yeah, said, right? we're an hour north of Miami in Palm Beach County. How and far is that from where y'all? I don't know. I'm, we're I mean, in Fort Pierce. We're two hours north, 120 miles north of Miami on the east coast. So they're about an hour north. They're about an hour yeah, between yeah. Miami and them. Yeah. And Delaware is we actually a carrier. They carry they carry our product. Yeah, so that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we went iguana hunting with some of these fine folks that are in the room tonight that are part of the, making that happen. And and uh, so we flew into I guess West Palm Beach Airport. Mm -hmm. So y'all were like two hours. Yeah. That's a that's or an hour south of there. I wish I could have flown out of Palm Beach to get here, but there was no direct flight, so I had to fly from uh, Fort Lauderdale. But yeah, it's a great airport, and uh, the guy that you went hunting with, he's uh, he's a big deal down there, and uh, yeah. I'm familiar with his his page and following. He's one of your clients, right? I I don't know if he is or not, but I mean I'm aware of the guy. I have no idea if he's a client of ours. So but, we did uh, an episode on that back when I got back. It's been a few months ago now, but. Uh, and we that episode thanked Jones and Company, of course, but that opportunity we had to go down and shoot some iguanas. And I heard you talk about it a year or so ago, I guess, at the house when you were here about shooting iguanas. And these guys were talking about it, and I never in North Carolina. I mean, we don't, we don't. I don't even knew that even was an yeah, option. I think it right? gets too cold here. Yes, maybe. So yeah. they die off right away because when, when it's in the forties or thirties, no. they like. Die. Maybe. It may have been six, eight years ago. There was a real cold front down yeah. in the Keys or Monroe County, and that's where a lot of them have killed uh, all the iguanas. Uh, yeah. Done, yeah, and it, it really uh, it, it knocked them back. But they are uh, they're thriving now. That they've come back. Um, we have um, 
places we go and visit down in Key West, and they are absolutely everywhere, eating all your plants, eating all. I mean, you got to figure out how to market of, how to market people to buy flamethrowers to kill iguanas instead of pellet guns. I, gotcha. I think that's a good idea. That would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good for YouTube for sure. Yes. So we got a retailer here. We got uh, the man from Exothermic, and we got some other folks that are going to be joining us too here a little bit later in the episode, but. Um, we all taking it outside. So we had an episode last week with Josh Phillips, and he was talking about. He asked, we said, "What do we talk about before we get started?" I said, "Man, anything you want to talk about that involves the outdoors." And he's uh, now his profession is like a country music. Uh, he writes, so he's a writer and a performer as well. But he likes to hunt and fish and take it outside and shoot. So we, anything that involves the outdoors, we always try to cover here. So um, flamethrowers. We talked about them several times on past episodes, and and I, I I just want to talk a little bit. We'll start with you about how that whole thing came about. I mean, what made you want to? I've wanted. I have done some crazy things in my life, and had some crazy ideas in my life. One of them was probably Spring Hill Outfitters. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, what made you? How'd you decide to wake up one day and just you want to just make a flamethrower to go out and burn stuff, or like you had a dream one night and it was like the Lord said, "Go build <laughs> a flamethrower." Yeah. yeah. What? How'd that come about? I want to hear more about that. It's kind of a long story, but um, I was wanting to do something. Uh, my career was a firefighter in St. Louis County. I was almost a 31 year firefighter, and um, uh, my very best friend was. He's a very successful uh, businessman. He owns Jones and Company. And I wanted to kind of reap benefits and kind of uh, apply myself and do some really cool things and travel the world and be able to hunt and do some things. And I said, Donnie, you know, what uh, What can we do? What can we do? And we, we really put our thinking caps on, and uh, this kind of came to fruition a little bit. With my background, I had done um, lots of control burns and stuff, and we used a thing called a drip torch. And a drip torch is not a very good or safe way to be applying fire to the ground. You're at arm's length of of the fire that you're trying to do and we're doing right. control burns i've literally burned thousands of acres when we came up with this idea not only is it um, a safer way to do it but it's a cool way to do it it is such a neat thing it's a safer thing to apply fire you're shooting fire away from you you're not standing in it pouring raw fuel flicking matches doing some things so it's got the cool factor it's got the it factor we tried it um we have some patents going we just got actually we just got two patents that that nobody even knows about yet that have we're going to unveil it uh Shot shows. So. I was about to say all this podcast, and I was getting excited for a second. So it's, I thought it's, you were about to tell everybody what the patent we, was. We, we have a couple patents. It's been that was a, that was pushing a rock uphill for a long ways trying to get those. That doesn't just happen. So we've got a couple of those going, a couple new ideas, but kind of uh, let me see this. And my business partner owns Jones and Company, who. Obviously, they call on y'all at Spring right. Outfitters, and they had a 28 sales guys. And I said, well, let's give this a try. I felt like we had the ingredients for success. We had the manufacturer. I got a sales team. I got lots of things. Man, I went out on a limb and put my life savings into this thing and said, That's all right, awesome. let's, let's see what's going to happen. And we did it. And um, we physically built – I got goosebumps right now. We physically built um, 850 units um, we put together inside of uh, our warehouse in Fort Pierce, Florida. And we turned them loose with Donnie's team, 28 sales guys that call on all the continental U.S. And we set up 114 dealers with 850 units. Man, I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? Wow. We outgrew manufacturing, like, right off from the bat. So I really had some really cool ingredients for success, but there's no guarantees in anything. A lot of things lined up, a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. And now we have... 
you know, including your store, we have 650 stores and about wow. eight distributors and different things going on. So it's been a whirlwind of emotion, a whirlwind of lots of different things, but it's been a fun, fun ride, especially from a background of being a firefighter, not a, not a businessman. So I had to take the Cliff's Notes version of, of business and go, holy Holy crap, man, yeah. what's happening here? I've been in the fire service, you know, volunteer for a while, and it's funny how you went from a, a industry where you prevent fires to an industry <laughs> where you try to start fires. That is kind of a but Both my sons are firefighters. Quick turnaround so that's, there. That's yeah. job security for my boys. <laughs> both of them are firefighters. So. I, hate to, I, I will say this. Y'all hear it first on the podcast. I don't want to uh, ruin the new patent, but it is a vehicle-mounted flamethrower. You, you mount to the front of your vehicle on the yeah. front bumper, and you can put yeah. one on each side, and it's, it's pretty cool. We'll see that at SHOT Show here in a couple of weeks. But yeah, the front Go ahead, and you heard it here it first. Trump on the, on the heat shield. You know, no, that's for me. I, I tell people all the time when we um, we used to sell canned cannons by X products at the store. Yes, and uh, and now we sell the exothermic uh, flame throwers, the LRT and the UBF. And I tell people all the time when they're looking at it and look at the video on YouTube, and I say this is a hundred percent smile guaranteed. I promise you, cannot shoot this without smiling. It's, it's, a great, it's a great gift for the guy that has everything. everything. You know, yeah. if if somebody's spouse comes in and they're but trying you ain't to find, got a flame yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to be quite honest. That's how we've sold like a lot of them because it's yeah. you know, if, oh, what do I get my husband? What do I get my boyfriend? What do I get? You know, it's like oh, here it is. It's just cool, and it's not something that everybody has. I had a question about that though. So you said that you wanted to do it because of the uh, the way you guys used to start fire. So have you guys like approached? Uh, departments that use the old method to starting fires to 100%. yeah so cal fire is one of our largest and cal fire is a huge industry and mm -hmm. does that uh actually we live in florida so you've heard of florida freshwater game and fish commission sure. so all the sprays that they do over lake okeechobee and they put this um herbicide on the cattails and things and they'll kill them and then they have to go back and burn them well they were using um, extended drip torches now they're using our product oh, that's so awesome. we did a presentation for them and now they use our stuff so that's cool we're getting them into uh, forestry we're getting them to some fire services even even academies you know they go in and they do they do burns they do training burns well right. how do they like those training burns they're now implementing ours um not because what were they using before that drip torches oh, and they're okay. still flares. they're still using flares. Uh, yeah that's what they're doing you know so they're doing so now they're standing back and doing this so that's cool. And everybody has a changing uh, a the industry. Uh, we did a show at, at Spring Hill, and whenever we did, it was really cool. So we did live. Whoever wanted to do it, they were the actually demos. able to do it. The demos, and when we did that, it was kind of neat to me because there was a lot of people at the show, and I'm going to tell you, 80 plus percent of the people exited the building to go out and watch out. the demo, yeah. and then I let whoever wanted, women, kids. Whoever wanted to get in line and to shoot this thing and do it, we allowed them to do that. And to me, that was such a rewarding highlight because everyone was very interested in it and they wanted to do it. Yeah, of it course. Was, it was like it's, cool. it's a, I'm sure, a unique experience for most people that have never seen it. We don't her. get to do live fire as right. far as demos. If right. we could do those at all the shows that we went to, sure, yeah. it'd be crazy. Yeah. And you gave us that opportunity yeah. out there. We had our whole little tent set up, yeah, and it was, that was awesome. it was coned off and everything. That's it, cool. It worked out well. Yeah, I bet. I forgot to introduce. I know you just saw somebody in the back. We actually, Santa let us borrow one of his elves um, <laughs> who uh, he came in. Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear from him in a little bit. He's actually straight from Santa's workshop. He's here doing some pre-planning for Santa's trip this weekend. Was he trying? Uh, if you keep talking about his height like that, I don't know if he's going to come on the. Podcast. Was he? Uh, is he? Is that? Uh, he had Sitka. Is that, did they make that in kid sizes now? That's a youth. It's a youth Sitka set that a he's youth got. Sitka. 
You know, he's actually one of our old sales reps. You guys are wrong for that. He's very, he's very unique because it's so funny. I was telling him at the store, you know, it's, in this industry, a lot of our sales reps are different. You know, Hunter is very unique because a lot of the sales reps that we have invite me to go on hunts, right? And they, like, take me other places, and we go and have opportunities around to hunt different places, but not Hunter. Hunter's special because he invites himself to come here and duck hunt at my place, and uh, so he's uh, he's a special. He's a special. I, I will say to Hunter's but. credit, though, this is a special place. <laughs> it so. is special. Well, I'm so glad Hunter extended it <laughs> to us but, also. But I am kidding, by the way. On but all I think a little bit. I was he, kidding a little he bit. He should <laughs> invite you on a hunt, not here, and still come here. But I did. I did go iguana hunting. Was all thanks to Jones well, and Company. And so I, I, I'm, I'm just. I'm kidding. But I will say while we're on that subject, before we get into talking about Delray, is is uh, these guys? We have some other folks that came down that are in here, and they came down. Uh, for a couple of nights, and their plan was to go duck hunting for a day and then maybe kill a swan the same day or the next day. And within the last, since we woke up this morning, which is uh, 12 hours ago, 13 hours ago when Brian was beating on the door like he was breaking into the house, like a breaking enter in a call body. We hadn't talked about that. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Jeez, I jumped off that couch. I was like, who was breaking into the house at the cabin (laughs) at 5 a.m.? And I opened it, it was Brian and his son. Anyway, but... uh, the last 12, 14 hours, these guys have really made the most out of their time in North Carolina by killing a pile of ducks this morning. And I'll let y'all talk about that. We, I would say we killed a pile of ducks, and I'm from here. But I'll let y'all kind of talk about y'all's experience in North Carolina, starting with a duck hunt and then ending with a swan hunt. Whatever you, y'all want to have y'all want to talk, talk about. talk about your duck hunt this morning, cause sure. not, and then I'd love to follow up. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, it's, always, it's always beautiful to start the day uh, in the woods and uh, in your waders. It wasn't too bad. The weather was beautiful. Actually, we got here yesterday and it was pouring rain, and I was yeah, a, I was a little bit nervous that we were going to be sitting in the blind, just getting drenched. I and was too. not going to see any ducks, and the wind was going to you know be an, a factor. But it wound up being beautiful, and uh, we all hit our limit pretty quickly and had a great time. And uh, you got a beautiful piece of property here. I really appreciate, I appreciate you that. having us out here. Yeah, yeah no, I'm glad y'all could come. This yeah. was so special. Yeah, that's great. A lot of people don't understand probably the 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 actual man hours that it takes to make yeah. something like this. This didn't happen by accident. Yeah, it's, it's, and a really cool thing, not only did we shoot a lot of ducks, I, I'm a very avid duck hunter and I hunt all over. Never have I been somewhere and you shoot nine species of ducks yeah. in a sit with incredible nine different species. I think we counted while I go, Daddy, while we're outside grilling and we counted again. I think I'm pretty sure it's eleven. Oh, I think goodness. we forgot. Uh, we forgot there was a hooded merganser that was, was killed, yeah, and there was a ring that was on. I ours, think the ringnecks and the merganser yep. missed out on the first count this morning. I think it was fifty-four birds, eleven species, wow. which is really. Where do you go and do that? Um, we hunt some, a lot. I was at and the store that. earlier today, and somebody mentioned about what kind of species that we killed, and I said I think we killed everything that is found in North Carolina was killed today. I don't know if cool. another duck that was, you know, obviously not. Your bluebills and those things out in the big water. But as far as an impoundment around here, I don't know what else we could have killed that wasn't killed today, which I, is really cool. Off the top of my head, you know, we had Pinwood Tails, Gadwall, everything covered. And I know, I know y'all are here from Florida, and some of y'all have been here before a couple of years ago. And, and uh, we hunt here, you know, every week, twice a week. But even us coming like we do, this was a pretty special hunt. The guy, my buddy that was here, Josh, earlier, who had to leave? He was talking about it. It was his best hunt he's ever had here, uh, as far as seeing birds and killing birds. He killed his limit in no time this yeah. morning. He knocked them out in a hurry. And we wanted to, you know, you said that let's wait till shooting light. Shooting light was six thirty-six, and then it's probably going to be cloudy. Let's yeah. do it later. The 
clouds kind of cleared and we could see the birds. I was literally about to gnaw the bolt off the side of my <laughs> Beretta this morning because they were like right there in this go time. Yeah. But it didn't matter. As soon as, as soon as we heard a hunter's group over there shoot yeah. before everybody else. That's not true. First of all, <laughs> the, the sun was clearly they shot like 545. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, it was six, the sun was very, it was very high. But it was such a relief that when we heard a shot that it was like, all right, Opened the floodgates yeah. and we went, and it was an epic, epic, epic hunt. It was so yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, y'all had a great duck hunt. We had a great duck hunt this morning down here at Green Wing Hunt Camp. But y'all left here and ate. Well, y'all ate a great <laughs> breakfast and left here and went and all of y'all killed swans this afternoon too. We don't right? know anything about it. We have to give our hats off to Hunter with that rather. He arranged that. And Hunter uh, lined up a great hunt for y'all this afternoon uh, too. And we had eight tags. You have to draw for them. Is that another one of your stores? You invited yourself to go. Swan hunt or okay, we'll talk more about that in a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> so none of us have a uh, swan experience. I mean, when's the last time you were in swan? I've never, never. I done first one swan you've ever killed? Yeah, absolutely. Today was my mine was the second, okay. but Hunter was in charge of the first one also. So awesome. we go and we do this, and we're like, okay. And next thing you know, there's eight people with tags, and there's plenty of daylight left, and we're all tagged out. Yeah. I mean, they're you're, you're mounting yours, right? You're going yeah. taxidermist. Yeah, you got I'm going to do morning. that same kind of mount right oh, there, pretty cool much. Here, yeah, so. that's cool. I think. <laughs> gonna go right in my garage i i don't know if you are uh, an outdoorsman and this doesn't blow your skirt up i don't know what to tell you eastern north carolina and i'm a little bit biased i know but east north carolina i mean y'all had a great day with duck hunting and swan hunting but uh i mean some of the biggest black bear in the whole country are here right here within you know within a few miles from this so this is a really special place a lot of deer not really i mean this place is known for like a lot of like big deer you know it's just but there's a lot of deer and uh, and a lot of big black bear and ducks and and uh, swan. It's a really cool place down here. The so. gentleman that we were just with, he said he took somebody, and I'm I'm trying to remember. He was telling us day before yesterday they just had a bear kill that was five eighty something, five hundred eighty something pounds, and they've killed eight. Over I saw a seven fifty. I don't know. Uh, I think maybe Josh at Carolina Caliber uh, shared on their Facebook. Um, but they killed like a 700-something pound bear. You can't bear, go to so. Saskatchewan and kill a 700-pound yeah, bear. There's a lot. Of, I mean, the state record, I think it was like 860 or 8-something. There's some big black bear around here. So. Um, well, y'all had a great time. Uh, I had a great time, and I'm used to it, but I still had fun. I know y'all had a fun time today. Um, while we're all talking, before we switch out here, I want to hear more about I, – and, I, you know, obviously Spring Hill Outfitters and, and – you know, now that we're online, people always say, who's your competition? We've got competition within an hour radius of the store. Um, other retailers that are like us, but we all get along and we all play nice. And now with the website, technically on paper, anybody is that has a website, if they're in Florida or wherever, they could be competition. But this industry is really, really good about getting along and talking and sharing stuff. And I always enjoyed every time we have opportunity on the podcast. We were in Louisiana a couple of weeks ago, duck hunting. And a, a guy who has a store down there in uh, Louisiana did a podcast with us. And I love talking to other folks and hearing stories and more about their stores. But y'all have, uh, like you said, you pretty much focus more on tactical type stuff than hunting. But well, we sell, we, we do sell, sell some hunting hunt stuff, stuff, but yeah. it's, you know, we just, that we're kind of in the, the, the suburbs city area. So there's not a whole lot of hunting 
right there. So you have to, you know, we, we do have hunting customers, but it's not like a main draw for us. It's kind of like a small, small portion of our business. So how many gun stores in that area? And I know I went down to West Palm beach in that area on that iguana hunt here a month or so ago, but like where y'all were an hour North of Miami, is there a lot of gun stores down there or that, a few? I mean, that business was, uh, has been there since 91. And when it was built, um, we were the only gun range, from probably within 50 miles and it's still to this day there's not a lot of gun ranges near us there's you know a gun range 25 35 minutes north of us and 40 minutes south of us gun stores um i think have become a much more kind of uh in vogue thing a popular thing yeah. now you see a lot of people guys get into guns and they're going to go we'll open a gun store. Gun store right? yeah. And uh, I've seen over the past decade, it's really gotten, I wouldn't say it's not, I can't say out of hand, but there's just a gun store on a every block. A lot of gun stores. Uh, so we try to separate ourselves from, we're not just a, a gun store. We're, you know, we also have the range, which is a great draw for us because even if you go buy a gun from my competitor that's right down the street and you live in the area, and you want to shoot it, yeah. you're going to come in my shop. And the way I like to run my business is once you come in my shop, you're not going to go back to that place that you went to sure. already. Uh, so, you know, we, we try to really focus on customer service and having stuff that is really hard to get that most local stores to us don't have. Um, and I, you know, we cater to if, you know, when we have clientele and they become friends or spend a lot of money there or whatever, over time, it's, you know, more of a personal relationship. Like, Hey, can you get me this? And it's, you know, more of a, uh, we're, we're seeking out hard to get stuff for certain customers than just, you know, stocking the shelves with inventory and waiting for people to come in. So we, you know, we, we do that as well. Obviously, you know, we saw a lot of handguns and rifles and shotguns, especially during COVID. It was, uh, the entire state of Florida, I'm pretty sure, has at least one gun now. So if, <laughs> yeah. they, if they didn't before, they definitely do now. So and I'm, while we're on the subject, you know, I don't, I'm not familiar with that area as much, but like I know right where our story is, um, our county, a lot of people are moving in to our county from other places, right? Up north, they're yeah, coming course. down and yeah. whatever. So like y'all's area, I mean, Miami and, and uh, Selma, North Carolina are just yeah. a little bit different, <laughs> yeah. you know, a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. But that area, do you have a lot of people that, that your customers, are they people who were born and raised there, people no. who've moved there from somewhere else, urban? I mean, like, what, what's no, the we're, So we're in the tri-county area. We're in Palm Beach County. So a lot of people that are there are transplants, mostly from right. the northeast. So, you know. In Florida, it's a red state. We all, you know, it's we voted red for Trump and for DeSantis. Uh, but the county that I'm in uh, did vote blue. I don't think they voted blue for uh, when Trump was in office. But it's a it's a left leaning county, right. and the reason for that is because all the transplants from New York moved yeah. down to Florida, and that's the way. It, you Can't know. figure that one out. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. I mean, we have great weather, and there's low taxes, and you know, nice restaurants. But and why would you leave that and implement it on us? Well, that's that's yeah. another. That's no, another. of course. You're preaching to the choir. Trust me. So, uh, but. I would say that when COVID started and then more recently, you know, after COVID things kind of slowed, not slowed down, but kind of got back to normal. And then more recently uh, with what's going on with Hamas and Israel, we've seen a huge influx of customers coming in again to buy guns nice. that we had never seen before types right. of people that were Good. completely uninterested in owning firearms. And so a large part of our business is also instruction and training. Um, right. Just, it's a great way to build a customer base, you know, people that have no experience and they want to learn how to shoot. Well, we have a gun range, so you got to come there to shoot 
by us, there's not a lot of outdoor shooting. Right. It's mostly, you know, indoor. There are some outdoor gun ranges, but it's, it's not the norm. Uh, so, you know, customers come in, they want to take a class, learn how to shoot a gun. And, uh, you know, you could sell them a gun, obviously. But, you know, I, I, it's, it's odd or different for us because, you know, I've been doing this my entire life. I, I grew up in the gun business and uh, I've been running a gun store since I was 18 years old, pretty much. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not something that, like, I give a second thought about carrying a gun or owning a gun or anything like right. that. But these people come in, they feel the need to explain to me like why they should have a gun, you know, like, Oh, I, uh, this is going on and that's going on. So I feel like I have to get a gun. And I tell these people like, listen, you don't have to explain to me you why you to want a gun. I, I think you should have a gun, but I'm on and the flamethrower. Yeah, oh, excuse me. And a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just cause. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's more along the lines of tell me why you want, like, what do you want to do with it? You want to carry it? You want to leave it at the house? So, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of transplants down there. Um, but it's, you know, I don't mind that because a lot of those guys are, you know, they fled New York because the same reasons why, you know, a lot right. of us wouldn't want to live there in the first place. So hopefully they're influenced by some. Of by course, some you know, so. and, you know, we have customers that don't politically align with us as well, but their money's still green and I'll be happy to take it. Yeah. And, uh, you know. So hey, that's what makes America different. That's right. So, you know. Sure, of course. Speaking about selling flamethrowers, I just thought about we were during covid well, it wasn't because of COVID, but back in twenty, so it's twenty twenty, with all the stuff with uh, the riots and like George Floyd and Minnesota and all that stuff was going on, and people were freaking out and mm-hmm. and uh, gun sales, you know, took off. Roof, yeah. And but we had a big influx of uh, people who travel. You know, we're right on Interstate ninety five, so people were up and down ninety five. A lot of our customers love your signs, by the way, so, <laughs> guns, ammo, and freedom. But uh, a lot of folks stop in from up north. And we sold during that time. People were worried, and they were buying guns uh, for they were out of fear, right? So protection for their family and their home and their property. And law enforcement had a limelight of they really couldn't do a whole lot just because of the situation. So we sold a lot of firearms. Well, they already can't do a whole lot. They respond to crime. They don't stop crime. So that's uh, a, you know, there's this misconception. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call the police when someone's breaking in my house. It's like, you probably should be able to defend you yourself. Defend yourself. <laughs> but I, well, I the crime say, has been committed. <laughs> we had a lot of people from up north, and during that time, you know, like people up north in the Bronx and the suburbs of New York City and those areas that can't have guns, we sold a pile of uh, crossbows. It was crazy. I just Come thought on. about it. Me, yeah, because people can't. On you know, guns in New York yeah. are really tough. And I wonder if you shoot somebody like with that. a crossbow if they break in your house, if they're going to charge them they, with like some kind of crime. They <laughs> went like all Braveheart up there, like oh Mel God. Gibson and Tom buying crossbows. crossbows. Yeah, they're yeah. buying. You yeah. use a two inch expandable. I was like, <laughs> I'd rather get shot with a firearm. Than <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? And the good thing about a crossbow is you can reuse your ammo. So after oh you God. shoot a bolt, you just go pick it up and go shoot somebody. You know, oh I, my God. That's what. This is actually kind of a good idea. But the people we sold a lot of crossbows during that same time to people. Hundred yard weapon. Now. Who, uh, you know, yeah, we don't, we don't sell yeah. any archery down there, but maybe I'm oh. going to start doing it. If you now, need some so. crossbows? Let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll definitely pick your brain about it. Yeah, some, no, this, yeah, I really hadn't thought about it, but I was like, this actually makes sense. People they couldn't own guns, so they bought crossbows, and like you said, they're a hundred yard. You shoot a hundred. I mean, these new mission crossbows and Raven crossbows, and crazy, and uh, you can shoot a hundred yard group, you know, like that. So they're like picking off. Do you guys have folks. a waiting period in uh, North Carolina for firearms or long guns or anything? Like no, that? no. Our uh, our laws just changed here in North Carolina. Used to you had to have a handgun permit, 
uh, to purchase a handgun. They changed that not long ago where now anybody can buy a handgun. But if you pass, we do it uh, a next background check, and as long as you pass a background check, if you have a concealed carry, it, it's that concealed stuff. Right. Yeah, you can. You needed a permit to to buy a handgun or to buy to, and leave with it. The used same to, day. you had to really? have a, a permit wow. to purchase a handgun. Wow, is um, it a difficult process to get a permit? Yeah. No, okay. But now. Uh, anybody can fill out a form of 4473 and get a handgun or a long gun, and it should be within just a few minutes. So, there, and there's home. no waiting period, really. That's interesting. There without, are without delays the, uh, and there are exceptions. Is that a without county concealed? thing or the it's entire state? State, state thing. Wow. Gotcha. Without a concealed, you can walk out with a firearm that day. Handgun too. So Florida. So Florida's a three day unless no, you have five, a concealed. Five business days. They've no, changed sorry. after the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting. Okay. So it, it, in in the tri county area, it it's been five for a long time, but uh, concealed you can go that. Yeah, day. Yeah, there's right? no way. But the problem is, is FDLE uh, when you run a background check is taking like five hours right now. So even if you have a concealed, you still have to wait for the background check to come back. So most people will end up just leaving anyways, and rightfully wow. so because you know it's when when you want. Something done wrong, you just make sure you employ the government and do it the wrong way. I can see forty-four seventy-three. I will say I'm not one for admitting that I was uh, wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was my cell phone causing an issue while I get back. I put it over here; it's fine. Please, it was here. I put it over here. Please, please, for I was wrong. Is that is it an Android? Is it that an iPhone? Just tell me. That's what I'm talking about. No, there's a fruit on the back of that thing that looks like an apple to me. It's my loopy case. Upside down. anyway, we can't. Uh, we're going to switch yeah, out yeah, here and get some more folks on here to talk about some taking it outside. Before we do switch out, anything else you want to talk about? Your business or flamethrowers or hunting or life or COVID or po- not politics, but anything else you want to talk about? No politics for sure, but just simple blessing that we're able to come up here and do this and share this. The food, the uh, the camaraderie. I mean, what we eat? 200 oysters? We ate a lot of food tonight. I mean, and the I, oysters were crazy. Man. And we've said this on a lot of podcasts with some other guests in the past that we always talk about it, but this place down here is, is – uh, it's special, and if we kill a duck or see a duck, it's just a bonus. When That's I tell bonus. people we come down here, like what we've had the last two nights, and and uh, the food, the fellowship, and the family and the friends and the fun that we have, you know, the ducks were just a bonus. If we had to kill a duck today – um, we still would have had a good time, and that's definitely. What it's all about. And and your father is really, really, really one to put the exclamation point on the blessings that we have and doing the different things. And you know, and you didn't mention the breakfast. Breakfast. The, the breakfast. Yeah, the breakfast was breakfast. fire. I, Josh, was we were riding. We were yeah. riding home, and Josh that was hunting with me this morning. He was like, "Man, those eggs." He's. I've tried so hard to duplicate those eggs. He's. I put it on top of my pancakes and my salsa. I put it all. Put eggs over the everything. Cheese. Oh he yeah. He said the eggs were so good. So that breakfast was, so was good. good. Yeah. Uh, we just can't thank you enough for having us. Um, no, I'm glad we could do it. Hunter has an open invitation. He told us and could extend it. Yeah, I mean, anytime whoever. Hunter invites y'all to come back to my place, yeah. you know, just come on, just so, uh, whatever, whatever. Yes, yeah. yeah so on, he has an open invitation. Up, up. That's yeah. what we were told. So uh, yeah, but just, I need to find out what dates he's got open for book for y'all next year. I'm no, we're gonna, sure we're he gonna, already has y'all booked already. I don't know. We're gonna plan a hunt that next year, and you're you're gonna be invited to it for sure. Not here, but we'll come here too. But some. Okay, else, yeah, we'll so. go somewhere. First and foremost, thank this place, thank Spring Hill, thank yeah. you, and we appreciate everything, pal. I appreciate that. All right, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me out here, man. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Great to meet you. Glad you could come down here. We're gonna uh, we're gonna switch out and keep talking hunting here. I'm gonna pause this thing for just a second. What's that? Uh, The children's version. The the youth sitcom. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We switched out. Uh, We have uh, uh, Make a Wish Foundation has this thing with children, and uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Inside we joke. pick Go on ahead. Hunter a lot. Go ahead and get we it. We pick on Hunter a lot. About, 
Yeah, we pick on Hunter. Uh, um, it's just because <laughs> you miss me. So we got two new folks here who have uh, – this is not their first trip down here uh, to Green Wing Hunt Camp. Uh, both of them now are residents of, of uh, Florida. This whole crowd's from Florida. Uh, Hunter is from Winterville, North Carolina originally. Uh, Hunter Avery, to my right here in the middle, the young person here in the middle is uh, Hunter Avery. North Carolina to begin with, ended up moving down to Florida. And is a uh, what's your official job title? Key accounts manager. I was going to say sales manager. rep. That sounds better. Jones yeah. and Company. Uh, old sales rep of ours. That's how we crossed paths years ago, and and uh, still keeps coming duck hunting and bringing more and more people every year. Uh, but uh, Hunter and I met a long time ago as a sales rep. I was actually even here for when you opened the new store. I, I'm trying to think. Who do we have? We had Chuck. Uh, Chuck was the guy back then, but I was, who was pure fishing as a brand ambassador, right. teaching people how to spool line. How old were you when the store opened? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm still in my 20s at that point, I do believe. <laughs> we'll come back to Hunter. To his right is uh, Mr. Donnie. Uh, what's going on? It's all good. Welcome it's back. Happy to be here. Thank you for allowing us to come yeah. hunt on your incredible place. Yeah, no, we've had a good time uh, today and, and last night. Everybody got in last night during a hurricane. We didn't really discuss that a while ago, but it was uh, kind of touch and go there for a while with the weather last night. And luckily, it all moved out in time for us to go hunting this morning and kill some birds. It was no big deal. We drove right through it. Yeah, y'all drove. Beautiful. These guys literally drove like the whole, you know, so this, I keep calling it a hurricane, but low pressure, whatever you want to call it, came up from Florida on uh, Sunday, and they drove with it the whole way from Florida. We followed it all the way up. I can't imagine. I, I was dreading my two-hour drive down here last night, but y'all drove in it for like 12 hours. It wasn't too bad other than hearing Donnie say, you, you keep hugging this white line. Can you can you move back over? Oh, and I was Get complaining the- about the windshield wipers. We did have a little windshield wiper issue, but it was it was minor. Did y'all get new windshield? Somebody bought new windshield wipers. I got some awesome new windshield wipers. Where'd you get them when you... We got those at, was it the Advance in uh, Little Washington? After the rain stopped. The rain was yeah, already yeah, gone. Yeah, rain was done drove 12 but, hours. Yeah. He's got, a, they, they he's got over 100,000 nice miles on his Ford F-250, <laughs> and I think those were original um, <laughs> They, they could have been Gen 2s. We're not Y'all sure. I drove 12 hours in the rain yesterday, and the rain stopped. You're like, I'm going to buy some you yeah. your wipers. <laughs> Real nice lady put them on for us, though. Oh, you had a lady put them on for we you? Did. You put we them did. on yourself. It's sporting. God. <laughs> I would have said that. All right, so uh, <laughs> going back to Donnie, you're from Florida? I am from born and raised. Born and raised in Florida, in the same area where you live now? Uh, I was born on the west coast of Florida, and we live on the east coast now. I live okay. um, uh, in North Palm Beach, and our offices are in Stewart. Uh, How did you get from the west coast to the east coast? Um, Work? Because of this job, I yeah. started as a sales rep for Jones and Company um, in 1994 after working at a retail store, a gun store called Bill Jackson Incorporated in Pinellas Park, Florida. Um, and I was a buyer and a manager of the gun department and uh, was able to get a job with Jones and Company. And uh, actually, I moved to Virginia and had the Virginia, West Virginia Territory. Then I was promoted, if you can call it promotion, to Alabama. <laughs> so then I had Alabama, Mississippi. And eventually, I was able to move back to Florida and um, purchase the company. Good for you. 
Uh, so Jones and Company, I'll, everybody in this room, uh, I hope knows what Jones and Company is. But for everybody out there who is listening and watching who does not know, uh, talk about what Jones and Company actually does. What is Jones and Company? So Jones and Company is a manufacturer's rep agency, and we okay. represent the shooting sports and fishing industry. Um, we rep uh, approximately 25 different manufacturers, and um, we we're a farmed out sales agency for for this industry. Basically, I always tell people that that uh, they rep like half the industry, which is really a true statement. I feel like because they do a lot uh, from what we sell at Spring Hill Outfitters, uh, Savage, Primos, Bushnell, Uncle Mike's, uh, Federal Remington, Federal Remington Heavy, Heavy Shot. Shot. Now, yeah. I was in the blind this morning to pull out a box of heavy metal that I think Lurch sent me last year when I went to Kansas or sometime, and one of my buddies was like, man, you're not shooting Federal with all these guys from Federal or down here. I'm like, yeah, they represent these guys too. <laughs> it's all they one represent big, all of them. There. It's all the same crowd. Uh, Remington, yeah, Remington Ammo now and Heavy Shot and all falls under y'all's group, which is honestly, it's, it's, not, it's not half the industry, but it's a lot. And I know it's a lot for y'all to keep up with, but – uh, so obviously we talked a while ago to Mike about the retail world and Lewis about the manufacturer world, but now, uh, talking more about kind of the sales rep world and, and some people may be interested. I have people all the time to call me about getting a job in the outdoor industry. And some people go from being uh, store owners or run a store to being sales reps and some people vice versa and bounce around. But as far as the sales rep industry right now, um, you guys represent a lot of very successful and well-known lines. Let's talk some about what Jones and Company does as far as, I mean, obviously you enjoy what you're doing. I mean, Hunter. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you can't say no because he's sitting right beside you. I know that. But, I mean, you would rather, I mean, you, you, what makes your job so much fun? Like, what do you enjoy about your job the most, I guess? Something different every day. Every day. So you call them, what's your, what area do you cover? Like, what's so your... at, at this point, I focus mainly on distribution and okay. a few big e-commerce accounts. So distribution being folks that are like middlemen between manufacturers and us. And Correct. Okay. Correct. The, the big rocks and RSRs and sports souths of the world. The, the, those kind of guys are who okay. I predominantly focus on at this point. Um, you know, so it, it's a little bit different uh, switching over from my previous role as a, a road warrior where it was calling on mom and prop brick and mortar accounts all over. So definitely a, a change of pace, a little bit more of a, of, of an office jockey now. I've got those office hands a little bit. I have to come out every once in a while with you and rough them back up again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, obviously the sales reps, I mean, and we've got some really great sales reps, and, and Hunter was an he's was all right. He was an okay sales rep when he had us in Spring Hill Outfitters, and now we have uh, one who's so much better than him. Yeah. So much better, yeah. Chandler. Um I picked him, so you know, it should be that way. <laughs> no, we. I'm just kidding. No, we do have some good sales reps, and it's it's uh, it is tough. And and I so we're I guess the time of year we're going into, and and we'll talk. I guess either one of y'all, but going in. So like, I know most of y'all out there are getting ready to. You know, it's the heart of duck season, and you're getting ready to come to Spring Hill Outfitters, or uh, maybe you live in Miami or a suburb of Miami and going to Delray to shop there. But um, you're coming to Spring Hill Outfitters to come buy, hopefully, a new gun and some Black Cloud ammo 
and uh, getting ready to go duck hunting these next few weeks, whereas us and these guys are focusing now on next year. So we're living in the future. That's what's so tough. Our clothing apparel show, everything you see. Well, this is the Spring Hill Outfitters. But we're, you know, we're buying our clothing orders were due a month ago for next fall. But now let's talk about that, how we're always kind of living in the future. Our show season is starting here in a couple of weeks, and we're getting ready to go to – we got Big Rock and, and uh, Shot Show and ATA and buy group shows. And, and uh, so – Talk a little bit about that. Like, how does that? I mean, it's, it's tough. I know for y'all, it's tough for us, but for y'all, I mean, what are y'all doing? Like, what's your day to day jobs now as far as looking forward and planning for next hunting season? For us, it's full bore prep mode right now. I mean, it's a hundred percent. Get samples ready. Get booths set up. Uh, load the trailer. Start the drive. I mean, it's it's day in day out. And Donnie can elaborate it on more. I mean, he you're going to what four or five shows in the month of January alone. Yeah. That, so so it's a it's a big month for us. We, uh, you know, most of our team leaves January second. They don't come home till February. Maybe they come home a day or two in between, but but that's it. Wow. They they literally, you know, start in the morning at get up at five a.m. to do emails, go set up a show, go tear down a show, go work a show. Um, after the show, entertain a customer, take them to dinner, get home, get back from dinner, do more emails, uh, lay down at 11 and get up at five again and do it all over. And they do that for a month straight. And, wow. uh, it's a, it's a grueling process, but while we're out there, we, we, we have a pretty good time. So, you know, after the show's over, if we're going out with customers, which, you know, the industry, all of the people in the industry that we deal with is, it's just such a tight-knit industry and we deal with like-minded people people just like us that like to hunt and fish so you know at the end of the day we go out to dinner and talk about hunting and fishing all night and everybody you know tell stories about their latest thing that they just did latest trip so um we have a lot of fun at the same time but they are all away from their families and um it's it is a pretty tough month he mentioned about sales reps taking clients out to dinner yeah Pretty sure I me just, and you went to St. Elmo's, right? Missing on my spam folder. I, I took hold my email. on, hold on, hold on. Let's back up because <laughs> there was some time in uh, we didn't Phoenix go to St. Elmo's. and we have Indianapolis. Gone. Yeah, we have. yeah. We have. even when you came to an iguana hunt, he took you on the boat to dinner. Yeah, we did go. Yeah, a, we had a nice candlelight boat ride. Pretty much in another hurry. Small crash of ice cream. Great, great. I'm glad we could share. We're out there hanging on for dear life. No, what you just said about shows. We had our Sports Sync pair on footwear show a few weeks ago out in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I got home and somebody asked me about how the show was, how many orders I wrote. I was like, honestly, I didn't write one order while I was there at all. I really didn't. But it was uh, being around people from the industry and stores and retailers and sales reps and manufacturers and all that kind of stuff. And and, uh, just the fellowship and like we're doing here. But even at the shows, it was it was more about just talking and sharing stuff back and forth, and and that's what it was. uh, I mean, I know like shot show, obviously, and and sports sync, and those shows are buying shows, but. See, this is why we have to go back to the store after the show, because you didn't write any orders at the show. I did my I orders. To... I just did them before or oh, after the show. Okay. I didn't say I didn't. I did them. I just didn't do them at the show. The show itself was made for He just still hadn't turned them in. It's not really a big deal. I did my orders. Well, we are the pretty... deadline was last Friday, so I had to do my orders. <laughs> we are pretty fortunate. We get to go to the industry show called The Shot Show, Yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's an amazing show. If you just walk through it, it takes more than a day, um, and it's everything – related to the shooting sports business. Yeah. If you're in the shooting sports business, you have a booth there 
and you get to see everything. So people like us that are that are into it, that hunt and and shoot a lot of guns and are you know kind of gun nerds, um, we go there and you know geek out over all the cool yeah. stuff that that's at the shot show. So part of our month is a lot of fun because we do get to do something cool like that and go to the shot show. Exothermic's even going to have their yeah. First I was going to say Lewis is going to have a show a booth yeah. there at shot show this year. Shot show's amazing. This uh, thirty foot. That's gonna be giant. Wait till you see the video. <laughs> awesome. You guys be able to throw a flame inside of it? They won't let us, but if we could, it'd be amazing. But we're 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 working on a lot of really good footage right now for in preparation for that. But yeah, we've never we we haven't had the footprint at shot like we're gonna have this year. So. Yeah, shot show's a fun show. Everybody that has the opportunity to go. They really they used to not be as strict. They're getting more strict now about who can get into shot, which I'm happy because it was a lot of folks all in the way that didn't need to be there to begin with. Uh, so I, I enjoy it now as an attendee and as a retailer, uh, kind of cracking down on who can attend the show. But it's a big show. Uh, it's like four days out in Las Vegas. I try to skip in there and hang out for a day, day and a half, and get back home. You going to wear your suit and tie this year? No. Joining the fun? Negative. Hunter will be. There you All go. week. I just wish they would move show. I mean, show season's always in January, which is like kind of like duck hunting time. And I wish they would move it somewhere we can – like February would be good. So we could duck yeah. hunt in January. My January sucks. It really is is a show every week. And then in between, trying to come down here and hunt a day or two with groups. And it's just – it's kind of an inconvenience for me. I'm trying to hunt. Maybe Us no. too. If y'all yeah. could do something <laughs> about that, it would be great. Yeah. Um, so we talked a while ago, and now y'all heard what we talked about as far as the duck hunt. Uh, this morning, and you heard what those guys uh, said. Anything y'all want to talk about as far as uh, hunting or today's hunt or hunting in general or anything as far as well, you know, today, y'all's time here at Greenwing t- Hunt? Today, thank you, number one, for yep. letting us come out and do this. Uh, I know you like. I didn't have a choice. You told me you were coming today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm really busy yeah. this week, well, and Hunter's like, well, yeah. that's the only thing I can Beggars come. can't be choosers, it's, right? It's, come it's only your busiest I week was like, of the year. It's a week of Christmas, Hunter. He's like, well, this is the only time these guys can come. Santa came yesterday. So we're going to so come. And this is no, I, you, I've been kidding around a lot. This is really a true conversation. <laughs> I was like, Hunter, it's the week of Christmas. It's a bad time for and it's, me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the man left the store all the way in Miami and came up here, and, and Hunter was like, this is the only time they can come. We your gotta, dad didn't mind. Daddy's always down. He doesn't care. Daddy's fine. He was he come out. Well, we had to actually do come on Christmas yeah. night, <laughs> but he was but already here. Hunter actually. was like, he was "We got to come. We got to come today. We got to come this week because it's the only time that these guys can come down here." But today was. I mean, you and I have been hunting together <laughs> no, it was for fun. what a while six, ago. seven. Yeah, it was a good probably hunt. seven plus years at this we point. And today was hands down the best hunt I've ever seen here. It was it was yeah. truly incredible. Um, you and your dad have put in just a tremendous amount of work, and we can't thank you enough. Well, and, and Daddy, I, mean, I do a little bit. I mean, obviously, I do my part, which is not much. But Daddy and, and uh, we call them the three amigos. But uh, my dad and then Mr. Eddie and Jim as well, they, they put a lot of time and effort in here. It's a 12-month job to keep it going and keep it ready and keep it planted and sprayed and cut and mowed and brushed. And it's a, it's a full-time job. And a lot of people don't understand. They come down here and, and hunt for a half a day and just think it just – the stuff's just here, you know, and the blinds are just out there, and they're all just brushed, and it just happens. But it's a lot of work to get into it. So I know y'all all understand. Everybody that's here understands that. But some people that come don't understand that. So No, that does not happen on accident. And the, no. the epic <clears throat> hunt that we had this morning where we shot 11 different species of ducks, yeah, it's amazing. <clears throat> that doesn't happen on accident. No, it's amazing. I don't know. I mean, we were, I was in Louisiana 
a few weeks ago down there with those guys, and we killed a good mixed bag, but it was no ways as mixed as what we killed this morning. So. I can tell you at daylight, you could look up and see probably seven different species at flying one at one time. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate yeah. you responding to my text message at daylight. That was I wasn't funny. sure it was shooting time. By it was way. like shooting time was like six thirty six or six thirty seven, and it was like six forty five or something. And Hunter was like, "Hey, can we shoot? Like, what are we waiting on?" I was like, "Dad said wait till seven. <laughs> That's like, I was kid. Go ahead, shoot whatever you want to. It was okay. We got to watch Donnie and Lewis miss a few times before we started shooting. Anyway, That's not I, I true. Didn't. That is not true. There's a little struggle bus on that blind to start with, but that's I have that's to say, I didn't shoot the best of my, uh, today wasn't my best of uh, <laughs> I will say I will say that we shot our limit faster, more efficiently oh. uh, mm. than than the blind across from us. And there was a little bit of sky busting on the hey, blind Mike, across. Mike, do you want to jump back in? In fact, on this? there was so much sky busting I was scared that Mr. Don was gonna kick us out. Oh we didn't, miss, we didn't every single thing that we shot at though. Yeah. We and also, I Whoa. we were shooting 20 gauges like true gentlemen. And oh, you guys were oh. shooting. This yeah. is all true. We, I will. we were 20 gauge shooters, and I hope that everybody out there has their boots on because it's getting a little bit deep. I will say I got I got some funny videos. I looked at a while ago, just a few minutes ago, before we started recording, and when Josh had his uh, lanyard full of birds, I was getting some social media videos and stuff, and I was recording the video, and you hear Daddy in the background, somebody shoots across the field, Daddy's like, I understand if you've never been hunting before, but if you know what you're doing, why are those guys shooting them ducks down? <laughs> I don't know what blind it was. It may have been Brian. Brian's not here. We'll blame it on Brian. That, that, Brian was, that was Donnie. We'll blame it on Brian. Yeah. If you look immediately to the side, that's <laughs> I, I understand if you've never been hunting before, yeah. but... Sure. Yeah. I don't know if they just looked high or they were really high. <laughs> they, they just looked high. It was okay. the clouds. Okay. Hunter's dad says, that's not Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking up for you, Hunter. Yeah. He knows better. You were using heavy shots. Yeah. But, All right. We're, uh, we're getting somewhat winding down here. Before we get off, uh, we talked about in industry, I know, in shows and Jones and Company, and then got on duck hunting. But going back to kind of combining both of those, anything that – Y'all have uh, currently or coming out. I know you can't really reveal anything or talk about anything new that's not been released yet. But as far as uh, waterfowl, we're in the heart of waterfowl season here in North Carolina. And a lot of people don't ever get really start serious duck hunting until now this week. So we got a good four weeks, five weeks left. Anything that y'all want to talk about? That, uh, I guess brands that y'all rep in the waterfowl industry would be mostly ammo, federal, and heavy, and, yeah. and Remington and things. Savage has the the new Renegade out. Big deal. Yeah. Um, um, Savage first first took a splash. I guess yeah. that was about a about a year and a half ago um, with their first full semi-automatic, and it's it's totally different than everybody else's. I I would tell you absolutely give it a try. It's it's different. And Federal's coming out with a new steel load uh, that uh, has a flight control wad, but it's a little more economical than, you know, some of the other, the heavy 12s that we were shooting today. Yeah. You know, they're pretty expensive, but um, at the end of the day, you know, steel shot is required, but uh, uh, we are coming out with a more economical steel that does work better than than most of the stuff on the market because of the flight control wad while we're on federal and black cloud i know this is and i am a big black cloud fan myself i'm still shooting those heavy metals that i got in the last season when i get done with those i'm going back to black cloud but um uh, uh, uh 
well, it wasn't a rumor. I guess it had the reputation of being a dirty shell. Black Cloud has re-entered. They have a new updated Black Cloud the last couple of years that's come out that's from the old Black Cloud as far as being a dirty. I think the newer ones aren't that bad, right? They no, yeah. fix all the that. New one's, new one's got a cleaner powder. Yeah. Um, also, there's a, a difference in the, the wad, the original yeah. the original wad. You couldn't shoot through a port of choke. Yeah. That's not true anymore. You can run it through a ported choke. You can run it through a solid choke. It, it doesn't affect it at all. Yeah. And it does have the flight stopper pellets, which create a wound channel in a duck that uh, knocks him down for less cripples. So um, it, it is all steel, but it does work better than traditional steel. It also has a flight control wad, so it, it holds the pattern together longer you know, and tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's more economical than some of the other higher-end shells today. But uh, I've shot the Black Cloud for years and years and years, and... And I can tell you that that it's it's really incredible stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Y'all hunted my blind. Who hunted my blind this morning? That, that was that was my group. We hunted. Yeah, I will say, and we're picking on y'all about shooting some ducks or shooting at some ducks. But there was some shots out of that blind. I don't care who who shot them with what, but they were really, 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 really high, and y'all killed them. So whatever I, you use, work. I can I can tell you. Can you say that one more time. Yeah, that that was probably <laughs> fictitious. It just looked high. No, but, I, no, it was high. But but I will Trust say me, I, it was high. <laughs> I could, saw it. Could you see it? <laughs> I could see it barely. It was high. Could you see what I was oh, seeing? Oh goodness! I will say everybody who hasn't done it, do yourself a favor. Go to Delray Shooting Center. Go to Spring Hill Outfitters. Spend the money, buy a box of Black Cloud TSS. They're, they make two different loads. It's a 3 by 9 blend and a uh, 7 by bb blend. It, it's a it's hands down an absolute game changer. I'm trying to wind this thing down, but I do want to talk more about that for a second. I was going to ask you that earlier about blends. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people down in the industry are doing these 2, 4, 7, 9, you know, different blends. What What's the purpose of, of blend? Why would you want to hunt with a blend? I feel like everybody probably has a different logic or reason behind it. Um, I don't know. I'm probably a little more traditional. If it was up to me, I would do a, a, a full TSS number four or number five. It's an 18-gram um, pellet, so it's it's about twice what regular lead is. Not not even steel. Right. You're talking almost three times what what uh, what steel is. So that that would probably be my choice. Problem is that would a whole a ten round box of that would cost you about hundred and twenty bucks. So yeah. n- nobody's going to really shoot that. Not good. But the the three by nines and the the seven BBs and I know a bunch of other companies make like a, a three by five. It, it really it just boosts your pellet count. Right. Is a is a huge portion of it. Um, I mean, let's face it, we we all miss right. Lewis will tell you he doesn't miss, but that, no, I miss one. I've seen it happen. So, uh, with that being said, we all miss, and, and having, having a higher pellet count, it just it, it improves your odds overall. Uh, anything else y'all want to talk about or add before we wind this thing down? We're getting – it's always – it goes by so fast. Talking about hunting and guns and I hours just, almost winded down. I just want to thank you one more time for being so gracious to have us at your first-class uh, duck compound. That. and yeah. uh, um cooking for us and um having the oysters and the, all that stuff we uh, did eat good we we did eat good um and we killed a lot of ducks and a lot of swans and it was a pretty incredible day but uh thank you again yes sir appreciate it very yeah, much yeah yeah glad y'all could come i didn't have much choice really when hunter called but 
Um, I'm glad. When you're that good. It was uh, – no, I'm natural. glad this crowd could be. I know most of y'all were here a couple of years ago, and, and we added on. Uh, this room has been here now for a couple of years. That room is new, the new outdoor kitchen. And, and uh, we said after we got it finished, which was just a few weeks ago, that we were going to spend most of our time outside other than sleeping. And that's kind of how it is out here. There's TVs and fireplaces and the grills out here. And it's, uh, it's a fun spot to hang out. So I'm glad y'all could be here to – Hang out with us and shoot some ducks. Y'all got, I say lucky. Y'all, y'all, y'all picked a good time to come. Yeah. It was, uh, we, we really appreciate it, man. Yeah. It, it, this place is, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, back to the Swan deal briefly, um, you know, we were, we were super fortunate to, uh, have a, a friend of mine, Adam Boyd. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah, who yeah. let us, uh, go and, and use one of his fields. So for anybody looking for, What's his name? What's his Tri-County Guide Service? Tri-County Guide. A lot of people call the store all the time looking for guides down here and want to come to Green Wing Hunt Camp and the thing about Green Wing Hunt Camp, we don't, we could have, I've tried to convince Daddy to let me make some side cash, but he won't let me do it, but we don't ever take any money for hunts and don't do guided hunts here. We could, and could make some good money probably, but it's, uh, we don't do that here, but a lot of folks do call us this time of year looking some good duck guides and swan hunting and snow goose and that kind of stuff, so Tri-County. If if you want a swan hunt, I've I think he had approximately two thousand swans on his property. So today. y'all didn't kill all of them today. No, we didn't. We tried, but there's we, more. We Lewis had... was giving it a good college effort, though. <laughs> I give him credit. He, you know. Well, I'm glad y'all could be here. I appreciate it. We had fun. Uh, always fun down here at Green Wing Hunt Camp at this time of year. Our Christmas, like I said, I know this is Christmas is behind us, but the heart of duck season is still coming up, and got a pile of stuff over at the store. So um, hopefully, it's going to cool down some. It's been a little bit warm so far during this duck season. But we're I still never killing even complained birds. about being cold today. Can you believe I that? I was wearing gym shorts and under my waiter, so I wasn't. Hunter went for a swim, though. I, I, I did. Yeah, I, wet. I even got a little wet today, and I still didn't complain. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And I got one more comment. Um, both Delray and uh, Spring Hill both carry the exothermic flamethrowers. Yeah. If you want to warm yourself up for Christmas, there you go. Uh, they got them. You can you can go on their website, get them. You can walk in the store and get them. Yeah. Um, but uh, would would love to see you to get one of those for Christmas. Yeah, it's a really unique gift that we uh, we sell a good amount. I'm sure Delray sells a bunch of them as well. But we've done done well with them and got to order some more this week. If all goes well, we sold some on, online the last few days. So. Lewis, you can get those new shoes after all. Yeah, well, no, he, uh, I, I made the P.O. already. Oh. <laughs> He's already placed yeah, order. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. Chandler and Ashley usually it'd do. Be, I don't even, it'd be there uh, by Thursday. No all worry. I do is get the invoice confirmation yeah, email come through that there's been an order placed. And I'm like, well, I guess Chandler talked to Ashley or Ashley talked to Chandler and they placed the order. So. But, no, it's, yeah, exothermic. Check them out. Check out the YouTube video. It's on our YouTube channel as well as all of our podcasts. But it's pretty cool. Thank y'all for being here. Thanks to all the guys that are here, the folks that were here speaking earlier, and the folks that didn't too. It's been a great time here, and I always enjoy coming down to Green Wing Hunt Camp. Uh, always thank Joe, Joe Gilly Productions, for what he does. Uh, Joe has uh, gotten into duck hunting. He had a we had a duck hunter with us down here not long ago, and comes down here quite a bit. Helps us out at the store and Green Wing Hunt Camp and behind the scenes and in front of the scenes and we always thank Joe for what he does and uh, I think Joe is going to make his uh, if it all works out his first trip maybe to uh, SHOT Show this year 
Oh. Awesome. So we're going to do some marketing stuff and some social media stuff and try to get Joe down to his first shot show. He may, I don't know if he's excited about it or dreading it one or the other, but we'll see. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Find the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. YouTube, look for Taking It Outside. Facebook, Instagram, search for Spring Hill Outfitters. TikTok as well, springhilloutfitters.com. You can shop with us 24-7 from the comfort of your own home. If you're from the greater Miami area down south in Florida, listening to us, go by Del Ray. You have a website, Del Ray? Yeah, DelrayShootingCenter.com. DelrayShootingCenter.com. Go by and show them some love. Uh, you can show Jones and Company some love by coming by Spring Hill Outfitters and buying one of their great lines that they represent, including Exothermic. So we can sell more and we'll order more, and that's how you represent them and make them happy. So come buy some Federal Black Cloud or a Flamethrower or a Savage Rifle this week and do it because they're such nice guys and took their time out of their night to come talk to y'all about their great industry and hang out. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all good? We All right. It. We're good. We'll see y'all again hopefully next Friday, season three. We're winding down just a few more episodes left between now and we'll try to wind down the last episodes around Youth Day, I think. So it's going to be around the first Friday in February. So just a couple of weeks left. But until we see y'all again, don't forget to take it outside. Mm-hmm.